Let's fucking get it on right now. Doggy, we are really living up to our name this month because, well, I'm Adam and Urine. And I'm also Urine. That's Steve to the layperson. I am just blossoming this month. I uh, I can't wait to take my clothes off, uh, <laughs> but I might ask politely. Absolutely, because for the month of May, we are doing what we like to call... May I take my clothes off? Because for the entire month of May, we're watching nothing but male stripper movies. Yahweh. Now, you're welcome, because you're going to be walking around the house maybe all month going, may I take my clothes off? (laughs) It's just a phrase that's going to eat in your brain over and over again, and you're not going to be able to get it out. No, you're going to be at the line in Subway. You're going to be at the doctor's office. You're going to be buying weed at the dispensary. And the whole time you're going to be thinking, may I take my clothes off? And then one time you're going to go up to that cashier at Shoppers to buy bananas and Jimmy hats. And you're going to go, uh, here's my money. May I take my clothes off? Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to get it out of our system because we get to do the podcast. We get to watch the movies. Uh, Kevin's Zorbo Tweet of the Week, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you're just going to be stuck in purgatory of may I take my clothes off. Uh, I'm so sorry to put this curse on you, but you know what? You deserve it, all right? And uh, you're going to love it because today we're kicking may I take my clothes off with a big bang because we are watching 2012's Magic Mike. You got to start with, like, the tops, right? Like, start with the very top maybe the biggest franchise for male strippers yeah when you're thinking of the mountaintop when it comes to may i take my clothes off male stripping movies you're definitely thinking magic mike and uh i don't know what else to say like this is it this uh sparked a revolution of male and female sex Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do on this Christian podcast is spark a revolution of male and female sex. (laughs) Yeah, you can have male on male, male on female, 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 the classic female, female. Oh, the best. (laughs) <laughs> you can have that's, you can have the they pinnacle, they right? yeah you can have they they you can have male they you can have female they oh whatever you want whatever your stars and stripes you can have sex that's what we're trying to say on this <laughs> show <laughs> i'm surprised we didn't see more of that in the audience while the stripping occurred what people walking around going it's okay to have sex you can have sex it's okay <laughs> not with these men but with other people yeah, like you get a bunch of college students for like 20 bucks a night and you just like have them in the outskirts, maybe in the shadows, all dressed in black. Mm-hmm. And they can just yell, it's okay <laughs> to enjoy this. It's okay to have sex. I mean, not only are they dressed in black, they're dressed in black morph suits. So they're just like shadows yelling at you going, it's okay, you can have sex, it's okay. Yeah, maybe like white signs so they're not as creeped out. So they're like, where did that come from? Right, yeah. 
Yeah. The signs that just say sex shadow on them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, sex shadow. <laughs> there probably have to be like a layer of different people saying, Don't worry. Right, yeah. So there's the there's the sex shadows saying, Don't worry, you can have sex, it's okay. Then there's the sex shadows like handlers, which mm-hmm. I guess are like I don't I'm picturing like a lion tamer or something like that with like a whip like whipping the sex shadows being like yeah you tell spread the good word but then also maybe a priest everyone. well maybe the priest is controlling the lion tamer you said there'd yeah, be multiple yeah, layers so yeah that's where it is of course yeah and everyone's trying to get in that priest draws you know but uh they're <laughs> oh naughty naughty they're sewn up tight but you're you're in Tampa, Florida. You don't know if you're uh, okay to feel comfortable. You're at this male strip show, but then you got the shadow guy, you got the lion tamer, you got the priest. Of course, everything's okay. Yeah, I think that's the name of a children's book: Shadow, Sex, Shadow, Priest, and the Lion Tamer. I think that's... <laughs> yeah, a lot of children's uh, books and uh, movies start with Sex Shadow. <laughs> There's a whole franchise, I believe, called the Sex Shadow Chronicles, and it's marketed yep. for children ages 5 to 15, you know, and that teaches them all kinds of things. It's about enjoyment and safety. Exactly. And so is this podcast. And speaking of this podcast, we need to start this show the way we start all shows. We're just so hot and heavy getting ready for May I Take My Clothes Off. We're just rolling into it. We got to slow our roll a little bit here and uh, do the Pure Boys Prayer. God bless our podcast. God bless all podcasts. We love you. Amen. Amen. Woo! All right. Can you believe that God has to listen to that? Every week. And every time you play this podcast, he has to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Like, as soon as somebody puts their hands together, they... Uh, praying to the Lord, mm-hmm. he has to listen to that. He he drops everything that he's doing and runs to his phone so he can listen to it. Runs to his prayer scope. Yeah, you think he gets a uh, email like uh, that Jim Carrey movie? What Jim Carrey movie? Ace Ventura. Uh, yeah, that's the one where he <laughs> plays God, right? Well, that's the one where God talks out of his ass. I'll tell you that much. Hey, Steve. Yeah, that... I got a question <laughs> for you, and it's a very what? important question. What? Well, uh, we'll get to it. And the question, of course. Tell it to me. Is, of course, a very important question. And that is, whomst was the beggar Vance of Angels in the Outfield? Is it a, wait, should it be Roberto Alomar? No. Since it's still no. in the past? No, you're, we're gone. Well, it wasn't Roberto Alomar for A Murder of Innocence. Or no, it was Roberto Alomar for A Murder of Innocence, so... Oh, right. Or no, sorry, yeah, it was Roberto Alomar for The Pendragon. That's what it was. Well, we'd have to call the Baker Vance of oh. Angels in the Outfield uh, Brother Angel. Definitely. <laughs> of course, that makes total sense. Would you mind elaborating on why? Well, he's uh, the angel with a dark complexion, uh, much like Baker Vance. Uh, <laughs> All right, that, and that's it. Uh, that's it. For me. <laughs> Can I ask you? Oh, uh, You may. Hoops was the beggar bands of angels in the outfield for uh, you. Well, Steve, thank you so much for asking. Uh, for me, the beggar bands of angels in the outfield was, of course, 
uh, Christopher Lloyd and his decision to tell a young child that a man was going to die of cancer. I think that's that's the like secret sauce that really inspired Joseph Gordon-Levitt to stand up and flap his wings, you know? And that's important. As an angel, that was really brave of him to do that, to tell that little kid that that man was about to die. Yeah, do you think God was mad about that? That he was just like, you don't don't tell people that. That's we, that's the whole thing. We're not supposed to tell people that. If I'm in God's shoes, gross. Yeah. But if yuck. I'm in God's shoes, I probably start that. Like I'm I'm playing infinity chess, you know. Naturally, of course. Yeah. It, it's weird to think that uh, a great segment, by the way. Yeah. It's weird to think that um, Jesus probably had peel over his feet like most of the time, right? You talk about God's shoes, and I'm thinking about Jesus' shoes, and like. He was just peeing in the sand, and it was just, like, going wherever it pleased, right? So, probably got some sprinkles on his little toesies, on his little piggies. Well, he definitely probably had pee on his feet at the end. I mean, you're just hanging there. (sighs) What are you going to do, right? Water, blood came out at the same time, and pee. You got that nail going through your ankles? Only one, because they cross them. Of course, smart. Hey, Uh, cross. Yeah, probably (laughs) feels great. Yeah, it takes all the pressure off. (laughs) Well, yeah, you got to bust. (laughs) <laughs> oh, to like pee all over? Yeah, probably feels great. You're yeah. right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you think everybody applauded when he peed himself for the first time? Ah, that's a good question. Do you think that that's like something that they take bets on at crucifixions? Like, do you think there's like a bookie going around being like, all right, over under, how long till this guy pees himself? And then they, everybody throws in their shekels or whatever. But it's got to be like immediately. Because once you have a bunch of like nails through your limbs mm-hmm. like who cares about pooping or peeing yourself it's over that's like your last ammo well see that i would save it though i would hold it right until the very end to just i would listen to all the bets that were placed and then i'd hold it to make sure they all lost and that would be <laughs> that would be my last little like you know f you to those people or like make a deal with your wife to get like her to bet on it and like poop at the exact right moment. That's brilliant. Yeah, bet the how bet everything we have on when I'm gonna poop and pee myself up on the cross, and I will. I guarantee because they got a big old clock, a big like digital bright red numbered <laughs> clock that's counting down the whole time, right? And everyone's every time it comes up to a next person's number, they're everyone in the crowd is like nine, eight, seven. Everyone just just. It's like being at the Royal Rumble. Everyone's so excited for those countdowns. Yeah, and it would have worked perfectly for Jesus because he knows he's coming back. Give it a couple of days, and then they, you know, get the winnings and move to somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, he moved that rock out of the way, went right up to the bookie and said, put that money in my hand, be careful of the giant holes in my palms. And then the earth, you know, started shaking and fire and brimstone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, earth was shaking, knees were quaking, of course. We know the Bible, okay? We've read it front to back several times, all right? We're very knowledgeable about all things Bible and all things, uh, all things. Odds are that you're, if you're listening to this, we have watched more Christian media than you, so shut up. Exactly. In your face, loser. You want to come talk to us about it? We're practically experts on the medium, so don't, don't try to act like you know more about the Bible than we do. We've watched every Christian movie almost that's ever been made, almost. Almost. I, I find it funny bringing that up as we are about to, uh, discuss Magic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good point. But before we discuss Magic Mike, we have to do everyone's favorite segment. The Q 
Kevin Sorbo, Tweet of the Week. Kevin! <laughs> oh, it's a delight every time I hear that. Shrieking Kevin. Uh, so, it, this came out April 22nd uh, at 11.14 a.m., so just before noon again, kind of discouraging and worrying. When you said this came out, did you mean the poop out of his bum? Yeah. <laughs> what was your over under on that? The poop out of his bum. Yeah. Did you did you win the bet for that one? I did win the bet, and I oh, I raked it in. I made buco bucks on that one. Yuck. Yuck. Uh, so the tweet goes as follows. Uh, took 14 months to go from build back better to there will be food sor- shortages, obviously. <laughs> Wait, is the obviously in there? No. <laughs> I, I usually, I always pause. And I I really want to give credit to the author, of course. Of course. Uh, but for some reason, I, I had to put in obviously. I, just, I would love it if that's what if that's what like Biden said in like a in a an, an address or something like that. If he was just like, "Well, there's I can guarantee there's going to be food shortages, obviously." <laughs> well, the elite did know about the uh, Russian Ukraine war months ago. Not Years a political ago. podcast. Not a political podcast. Uh, I'm getting pretty political lately. <laughs> Well, it's hard not to when you've got the captain of political tweets, Kevin Sorbo, steering the ship. Uh, very true. We we love you, Kevin. Yeah. We hope you never change. Uh, but I do hope you get vaccinated before you stop wearing a mask, which has already happened. Oh, of course. Of course, Kev's double vaxxed and waxed. Like, he's acting like he's not, but he got the jab. He still wants to work in Hollyweird. What, what is he going to do? Not get it? What a goof. Well, I think he's moved away from California, and now he makes his films in Texas and Alaska, where the oil is. Oh, where the oil flows like wine. Mmm. 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 Well, Kev, (laughs) great tweet as always. We love you so much. We love you so much. Yeah, but take your dumps at different times. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But, Kev, you know, but, Kev. Well, I guess it's time <laughs> to finally get to the main event, to the moment you've all been waiting for. Ladies, are you ready? Ah, I just wanted to play a little bit of Pony. You know, it's a good song. What did we use that for? That was in the past? that was to tame a wild cowboy. Oh, right. Yeah. Your sexual romp through that uh, book. Of course. Well, and you joining me for that sexual romp. Yes, I definitely was there. In silence most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> while I <laughs> Just read the a way book. you like me. <laughs> exactly. As the second born. Quiet, mouth closed while I read a book. Uh, sometimes mouth open. Nay, pony. It feels, had we known we were going to do May I Take My Clothes Off, I, I wouldn't have used Pony for for that. But, you know, it, it's fine. It happens. And we just, obviously, we can't use it for this again. Oh, but I did. But, you know, what are they going to do? Stop us? No way. They can't stop us. We're on the air already. That's right. What are you going to do? Shut this off? Too late? You've already clicked play. That counts as a listen, idiot. We already got you. Yeah, our sponsors are eating it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. 2012's Magic Mike. A 10 years old this movie. It feels, it feels 
looks like it was yesterday. Yes, uh, it's tough to even go back this far through time and think what was happening in the world. I'm sure Fifty Shades of Grey just came out. Yeah, we uh, were, a few years prior. We were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry Potter was uh, the first book was coming out uh, 15 years prior to this, and uh, <laughs> we were all just patiently waiting for the end of the world according to the Mayan calendar, which clearly didn't happen. Here's a, here's a serious question for you. Oh. I know we would like to make a light of the Mayan calendar, okay. but here's a serious one for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Fifty Shades of Grey gave Hollywood the nuts to greenlight this movie? Ooh, that's a very good question. Uh, obviously, of course it, of course it yeah. did. They realized that women like sex and women want to <laughs> have sex. And they said, we need to give women a reason to go to the movies. So they said, why don't we get the hottest hunks in Hollywood to go out there and shake their junk in the screen? And uh, who better to shake it the most than Mr. Channing Tatum himself? Although I guess this movie is based on his real life. So good for him. Great for him. I I feel like uh, Channing Tatum looks like a bit of a twink in this. He's not as bulky. I mean, he's got those traps that, like, he pops out to make him look like a big, beautiful, hunking man. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's 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 thinner in this movie. He really is. He's not like you know. You'd think that he's not even really like ripped. Like he's just kind of like a just an in shape dude who's like like. And I shouldn't say that he is in above average shape. But he's not Joe Manganiello. That guy is chiseled out of granite. No, and I'm I'm sure in some of the years uh that have uh, gone by. Channing Tatum has gone to that level yes. of fitness. Yes. But uh, 10 years ago, he, he just didn't have his nuts stored up the way he does now. Well, exactly, right? He doesn't have that John Cena just puffy bod. That's what you really want out of a male stripper. Just a, an inflated sack of skin. Well, I'm curious to see what happens in XXL. What happened to the bodies? What happened to the... The show, of course. Well, we'll get to all of that. I, I that, like, as as much as I loved Magic Mike, all I kept thinking about was like, I bet Double XL's better. Like, I bet it's just a yeah. bigger and better and more ridiculous movie than this one because this movie, for as like as ridiculous as it is, it's a pretty grounded movie. That's just like, yeah, this guy has this like fun life on the surface, but it kind of sucks, and like you know, he deals with some scummy dudes and whatever. But I bet Double XL is just going to be like a thrill ride from stop, start to finish. Can't wait. That's what I was expecting from this movie. I don't know if I put the penis pump on a pedestal or anything. Well. But I, I was expecting like huge shows, crazy entertainment. And what you get is a character-driven uh, story about a man trying to make it in this world, this <laughs> godforsaken world. <laughs> Truly, it is just like it's a character study of uh, of one, well, not even, I mean, Channing Tatum is the main character, but a lot of the movie is about the kid. That's his name. He's not an actual yeah. child. And that guy sucks. That guy's easily the worst part of the movie. Apparently his name is Adam. I don't know if anybody ever calls him Adam in this film whatsoever. He is definitely known in as the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this movie's about uh, having a lot of sex with Olivia Munn, but still <sighs> hating your life. One of my first 
One of my first notes is Channing Tatum's bum and Olivia Munn's yabos. What a movie. What a way to start a yeah. movie. Very exciting. To tell 16-year-old me watching G4 that one day I was going to see Olivia Munn's yabos and Channing Tatum's bum in the same shot, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> one of my first notes is uh, full butt and dick, tits. <laughs> excessive nudity <laughs> exclamation point that's true yeah well i mean my first note is of course can you touch this the law says you can't <laughs> but i think i see a lot of lawbreakers in the house tonight which oh let's we gotta talk about matthew mcconaughey in this movie what a stud yeah, yeah he is front and center i was it my stream or is he just like mumbling a lot at the beginning like, I, I couldn't understand him for at least a minute. I was watching this movie with headphones. I woke up at, like, 6.30 this morning and watched this movie. Like, started my day with Magic Mike, which, what a treat. Mm. <clears throat> but, like, yeah, I, even with headphones on and the volume turned up, because you, you can play it as loud as you want in your headphones. You're not going to wake your wife up and have her catch you watching Magic Mike. Even with that... <laughs> There were many scenes that I was like, I don't know what Matthew McConaughey is saying. I can't hear him. <laughs> like, he, his voice is in a register, in a tone that just isn't picked up by human ears. It really isn't. And you're made to uh, think that you're supposed to understand him. So you kind of go crazy throughout the film because he just doesn't enunciate. And especially at the beginning, I'm like, what am I missing? What is he saying? And oh. then you just kind of pick up that he uh, is repeating, can you touch this and blah, blah, blah. Well, I think that all the, the audio in the dance scenes, like in the in the club, in exposure, right? That's what it was called? Exposure? Yeah. yeah. Sure. All, this, all the sound in exposure is supposed to sound bad because it's all through bad speakers and everything. And like even the music sounds terrible when they play it during their strip scenes. And like anytime anyone's talking into a microphone, I don't know, I was doing this with my hands but anytime someone's talking with a microphone you can barely understand there's tons of feedback and just muffling and so i think that was an artistic choice but it did make matthew mcconaughey unintelligible i can't nope sorry nothing there that does bring up a good point of uh the director and the cinematographer really wanted to make like a gritty film they wanted to get down to earth they wanted to show you the despair and the crazy worlds that these people have uh, built based on male stripping <laughs> it's like a it's like a surprisingly sad movie <laughs> like for a movie yeah. about male stripping and for how how many times they had to like clean the seats at theaters it's like a surprisingly sad movie where by the end you're just like yeah. oh no like spoiler alert there's like the big thing where matthew mcconaughey buys a club in miami and they're all gonna move to miami but watching the movie you're like that's not going to work. Like you're all going to move out to Miami and fail at what you're doing. Probably. I don't think there's any way it's going to work out for y'all. And that's just, Oh, what a bummer. Also like there's the question of whether Miami really even exists, whether yeah. this is a plan for him. Right. If, is this his, uh, way of like stringing along these male strippers? Has he been doing this for like, 30 years promising them like <laughs> equity in a bigger badder uh strip joint in miami who knows who knows right uh well they do have a farewell show which to me says like well hopefully they're actually leaving or else they're gonna look like a bunch of fools come come <laughs> next weekend 
I get. I guess we'll find out. But uh, I. Well, I'm sure that it's not going to work, or it will work, because it's Miami, and stripping is probably king. Oh, definitely. Well, of course, yeah. Um, I, You know it's Miami, too. Well, no, they're not in They're in Tampa in this movie, but you know it's Florida, yeah. at least, because everything is shot with a yellow tinge, and you go, oh, that's, that's, that's Florida to a T right there. Oh, yeah, a little bit of sepia tone, a little bit of... Yellow makes it uh, grittier. I don't know. It, it definitely looks like the camera was wearing a pair of your sunglasses that you love that have the yellow lenses in them to for old people. Yeah. Shout out to HDs. If you're not seeing an HD, you're an idiot. Uh, but I <laughs> not a sponsor. I not a sponsor, but they better be. But I mean, we're open. Uh, I signed up for a free trial of a streaming service to watch this movie. And for some reason, it was, like, blinking green a lot through this movie. What do you mean? I, I reset my streaming box. I tried to do everything, but it just wouldn't go away. And uh, it was a tough watch. It was tough to get through and might have informed my opinion of this movie. What do you mean it was blinking green? What does that mean? Like, the, just green? The whole screen was turning green at times? Yeah, but like Oof. like three quarters of the screen, it was just like oh. flash green and stuff. Are are there credits at the beginning of this movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even think there's a title at okay. the start of this movie. It just the movie opens with Matthew McConaughey going, "Let's f get it on right now," and then it yeah. just starts, and he's giving his speech. So because it's it seemed to start during the driving scene that happens right after the first show mm. where he's going off to his construction job which i thought would be perfect for credit sequence and that's when the flashing stops so i was like oh they're editing it editing out the titles <laughs> uh, for some reason but then it just continued and it would not stop we don't want you to know that this is a steven soderbergh film we don't don't uh, no spoilers <laughs> no spoilers that he directed it Soderbergh does not condone this nature anymore. Certainly not. He's ashamed of this male stripper movie. <laughs> I, I feel, he shouldn't be. No, he shouldn't be. You know, it's weird. I feel like Showgirls set the bar really high for stripper movies, and no stripper movie has that we've seen so far, that I've seen so far, has come close to meeting that expectation. I expect Showgirls every time I watch a stripper movie, and I don't get it. And, like, like, do you remember the movie Hustlers that came out a couple years ago with Jennifer Lopez? Uh, I remember it. I didn't see it. Oh, my God. My wife and I went opening night. It was amazing. It was so much fun. But it also was, like, it advertised itself as, like, a ridiculous movie. And the name was Hustlers, and it looked like it was going to be over the top. And then, it, much like Magic Mike, it's more of, like, a character piece where the stripping is kind of, like, taking a back seat and the wacky hijinks don't really happen the way you think they would. And it was, I don't know, I... As much as I enjoyed it, because, I mean, Jennifer Lopez plays a stripper, but as much as I enjoyed it, it was like, ah, I feel like I thought this was going to be more over the top. And I have to say, I felt the same way about Magic Mike. So, not a disappointment, just a slight letdown in terms of tone, I guess. What is the name of that, like, original stripping movie with the uh, Saved by the Bell girl? Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah. Showgirls. Yeah. Are you've you seen sure? It, you've seen it a hundred times with me. I, I've seen it a couple. You you watched it a lot, but I Still I do. would always close my eyes and pray <laughs> like a good boy. I would. I, like, I wouldn't watch the whole thing. Oh, just the stripping parts. Like I wish I was Kyle McLaughlin in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I especially the reception of this movie. 
Like, people went absolutely nuts for Magic Mike. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. Women went absolutely nuts for Magic Mike. And some men. That's true. Yeah, of (laughs) course. Hey, you can have sex with whoever you want. Uh, Well, yes. As we've established earlier. Yes. But they're, like, they were talking about it like it was striptease. Like it was this just like outrageous thing that just like blew all uh, other stripping movies out of the water for like its craziness and the amount of dongs and, uh, you know, all these male bods oh. uh, getting going. But I, I was a little let down by that. I uh, I was expecting a wild ride, and all I got was, like, a character piece of these characters that I didn't really give a crap about. Like, Adam is, or the kid, the kid is yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks from, like, second one. Like, and it's, it's crazy to me that, because, okay, so Channing Tatum is, he's working, well, he's got a million jobs, one of them being male stripper, but he's also, like, roofing. And this new, the, the foreman hires this kid off Craigslist who lied to get the job and was like, I know how to roof. And then got there and was like, I don't know how to roof. So we, and then he steals like Pepsi from him. And he's just like this crappy, scummy guy. And then when they run, when Channing Tatum runs into him like that evening at the club, he's like, you know what? I'm going to take this kid under my wing. It's like, well, why? He, he sucked from go. Why would you, why would you put everything behind this kid? Which is uh, uh, the kid's total character arc throughout the whole movie is that he's just this piece of crap and doesn't deserve the breaks that he's getting, even Mm -hmm. though it's in a world of, like, scum and villainy. Sin. Yes, sin. Sin world. (laughs) Uh, Which you expect at the beginning. You expect a piece of crap that has, like, an upward arc or a downward arc or something, but he just kind of stays as a piece of crap throughout this whole movie. I'd argue he gets crappier as the movie goes on. That he like he starts off as kind of a scummy guy, and by the end of the movie, he's he's a villain by the end of the movie, essentially. Like that when him and Channing Tatum are talking at the like on the beach, and there's the Red Bull sign in the background, and he's like we'll get to what happens, but like the Channing Tatum is just like, you've ruined my life, and this kid's just like, man. Uh, remember where I was three months ago? Now look at me. I'm on top of the world. It's like, no, you're not, you don't get what's going on, kid. You're terrible. Yeah, uh, that is a good character development. I was expecting him to go more downwards. I mean, he does cost Channing Tatum $10,000. Yeah. He must have more than that. I guess as a stripper, you're probably not uh, having all that money, but it's well, been six years man, of we'll, grinding, hey, baby. We'll get, we can get into it right now. He has $13,000 that he saved up over six years in order to start a business making custom furniture out of garbage, which yeah. is a bad business. Like, he, like when he goes to the bank to get the loan and the lady's flipping through the catalog of his stuff, I'm like, this is all crap, Channing Tatum. Nobody <laughs> wants this. This is all junk that you've put together. It l- looks bad. And... So when when the kid gets in trouble and Channing Tatum has to bail him out, that's all of his money. Well, f- other than three grand, but like that's yeah. you know most of his savings over six years. So no, I don't think he has more money. I think he really screws Channing Tatum over. He he definitely does. He doesn't totally ruin his uh, life or get him killed or like have him lose his penis or something <laughs> like that. But he, he does take a huge cut into those savings. Uh, I I do have to say that it is crap. It's it's uh you know one 
of a kind crap, but there there must be a huge market for that stuff in yeah. Florida. I mean, it's Florida. Yeah, of course. It's God. The sun doesn't shine on Florida. The Sunshine State. But that's his whole character uh, throughout this whole movie. Is he's he's this stripper who's grinding, but nobody looks at him anything more than a uh, stupid stripper. Well, his, and- the women in his life, the bank, mm-hmm. his boss, everybody. And he's convinced that he's going to become a furniture maker and he's going to do this and do that. And like the girl near the end of the movie says, like, he's like, do you don't believe me when I say that? And she goes, do you believe it? Like, I don't believe that you believe it when you say it. And I guess that's kind of the point, right? Is he's he's lying to himself about the state of his life. Like she says, I don't want to date an old 30 year old stripper. (laughs) I don't want to do that. And he's just like, oh, crap. Yeah, you're right. My life does kind of suck. Oh, no. Guess what? She is going to date a stripper because, spoiler alert, but he quit stripping at the end to Mm -hmm. get the girl. Guess what? He's going to be stripping by noon tomorrow. (laughs) Well, all I could think when he was like leaving the club at the end and like, I'm giving up the life, all I could think was double XL is up next. Like, I know there's a sequel (laughs) to this, so clearly he goes back to it. Clearly this doesn't work out, and he is back on that pole, baby. Oh, no pole, I guess. Back on the stage. I mean, if you're that good at stripping, go to Vegas. Yeah, go to the Cheetah Club. Go meet Nomi and Kyle McLaughlin and get a real job and Gina Gershon. Just really throw it out there. Channing Tatum is so good at humping the ground, it'll make your knees quake. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he absolutely is. But you know what? We've been talking a lot about Channing Tatum, but we need to talk about the other men in the review because there are some there is nothing but gold on this in in this world of male stripping. Every person is a home run. We got Channing Tatum, obviously. We got the kid, he sucks. We got Matthew McConaughey a long way from Angels in the outfield. That was what I was thinking the whole time. Just, wow, the Angels carried him, smashed his arm through a wall, and now, all right, all right, all right, he's up there male stripping. Same body, though. Like, that's a baseball player's body, for sure. For sure, yeah. Speaking of baseball players, we got Jay Hernandez. Hey, there we go. Yeah, name something he's in. Good luck. Can't. Uh, who's Jay Hernandez? What do you mean, who's Jay Hernandez? He's the he's the Latinx male stripper. What are you talking about? You mean Adam Rodriguez? Oh, yep, that's who I meant. Whoops, got the name <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, he's from Latin America, X. And <laughs> yeah, Latin, yeah, I, I believe great. They, I think they call it Latinx America now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong place to put an X. (laughs) We also got Joe Manganiello. Just uh, a real hunk of beef in this movie. He's a very handsome man. I like Joe Manganiello quite a bit. Didn't this, like, bump him up in his career by quite a bit? Like, he had stuff before this, but, like, after this, he was everywhere. Everybody wanted a picture of that dog. I think so, yeah. Well, he's he was on True Blood, I think, is kind of like where he popped onto the scene, playing a werewolf on the on the HBO original True Blood. But then, yeah, this movie definitely, like, gave him a ton of credibility. And I think he's got a bigger role. Like, that's the thing. All the male strippers are very underdeveloped in this movie. They're just kind of there to shake their dongs at people. But I think in XXL, they, like they become real characters and be have like arcs and have lines and stuff and like actually are in the movie other than just shaking their booties. No, oh, I can't wait. Cause they are definitely like just background characters. 
that only have a couple of lines. Uh, for all you godly people out there, if you don't want to hear something nasty, please cover your ears now, because oh. I'm going to tell you his name. His name is Big Dick Richie. Uh, and, I mean, he's using a pump, so is that even legitimate? Well, I don't know. I mean, when they show that, when they show his his penis being pumped in the foreground of the frame, and it j- it's going, and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, doggy, that thing's growing. And then when you see it in shadow later on, pff, it's hanging down to his knees. But every time after that, I was always looking at his junk going like, there's no way he just, like, rolled it up into that, like, pouch that he's wearing. There's no way that that's, like, hidden inside of there. It's way too big compared to what we see. Maybe he tucks it back, like, in a thong. Hey, that... <laughs> yeah, when he bends over, he'll go, like, is there is your penis sticking out of your butt right now? What's happening? Are you okay, Joe? He goes, no, I'm very depressed. <laughs> are you okay, Joe? <laughs> Joe Manganiello, are you okay? Uh, we also have... You know him, you love him, Gabrielle Iglesias, a.k.a. Fluffy, as the DJ at the strip club. Uh, he's actually great. I like. I don't really know much of his comedy or any of his comedy, really, but he's great in this movie. And uh, we, I'm saving the best for last, of course, because the best stripper on the strip team is, of course, Tarzan, a.k.a. Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Diesel himself, out there repping our boys from the NWO. What did you think of Kevin Nash in this movie? I really enjoy him in everything he does. I think he has, like, a good comedic presence. Uh, usually, he can say lines well. Uh, <laughs> he certainly Other can. than some wrestlers in acting roles, he's he's just a good actor and a great presence on the screen. Uh, he is a little bit in the background when they're doing the dancing, but uh, he is a little bit older than the rest of the guys. Well, and the reason I saved him for last is because he is without a doubt the only person worth watching during the like group dance scenes because his body is so destroyed from years of wrestling that he can do nothing on stage there he can move his arms and that's about all he can do he can't shake his hips from the looks of it he can't even memorize the moves that they're supposed to be doing because most of the time he's looking at the other guys trying to figure out where his arms are supposed to be during scenes. <laughs> he every if you go back and watch Magic Mike just watch Kevin Nash. It's so funny because there's Channing Tatum's dingers just flopping in your face, but in the background is Kevin Nash just standing still while everyone else is doing jumping jacks and it's a beautiful sight to see. Yeah, he he's moving around a little tough. This gets me to my second disappointment of this movie. Mm. The actual stripping and the choreography is a I and it, this might have been a choice by the director or whatever just to show how like scummy and weird this Tampa strip joint is. But it's it's just not great. It's not tight. It's not big. The dancers are doing very basic uh, choreography, except for, of course, uh, the main guy humping the ground. He's doing like backflips and stuff. Channing Tatum is Channing Tatum is a beast on stage. He he can move yep. his body in all sorts of ways and do standing one-handed cartwheels, and he backflips off the stage at one point. Like 
That guy can move. Channing Tatum is like is incredible up there. Everyone else never really gets a chance to show what they can do. It's anytime there's like stripping, yeah. it's like really quick. You get like four seconds of of moving, and then you move to something else. And it's like, well, show us a sequence at least. Show us more stripping, not just clapping and shuffling and high fiving and go doing chants like we're stripping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, picking up women, putting them on your face. <sighs> putting your dinger in women's face that seems to be all i guess honestly i've never been to hey believe me when i say this i've never been to a male strip club i don't know what a male like what male stripping looks like so this is all i have to go on but like boy if that's it then oh that's that's kind of sad for the women it seems very aggressive yeah. Like, there's a lot of picking up and putting down and, like, humping right into the face. <laughs> and these men are not not sweating. They are sweating a lot, probably. <laughs> like, when Joe Manganiello picks up that woman and, like, flips her over so they're in a standing 69. And then he throws his back out, which was pretty funny. But, like, damn, dude. <laughs> Like, if you drop that woman on her head, that's the end. That's the end for you. You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lifting in male uh, stripping. Yeah. And not in just, like, normal ways. you got to contort them to put their vaginas in your face. Of course. you got to give them a show. <laughs> you got to give them a show. Them Do you show. think there's alcohol at these events? <laughs> no. I think all these women are completely sober. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, I know for sure that the dancers are drinking because Gabriel Iglesias is giving them like, I get like ecstasy water or something. I don't know. He's like, oh, it's like the fun of booze without getting you drunk. So I'm like, oh, it's like ketamine. I don't know what he's giving them, but Kevin Nash drinks a little too much and passes out. Well, that's the draw for the kid, a.k.a. Adam. He's a piece of crap. Who doesn't want to wear a tie. He, he just doesn't yeah. want to work, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't want to do anything. He's living on his uh, sister's couch. And uh, that's what draws him in, is you can drink, you can have fun, you can basically walk out there, take your clothes off, and make a lot of money. And you don't even have to go out there and say, excuse me, may I take my clothes off? <laughs> you just... Well, yeah, McConaughey says that for you. Exactly. He Before every performance, he goes, excuse me, may our next dancer take their clothes off? And the women go, ah! And he goes, okay, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Maybe that's what the door guy says to you before you enter. May I take my clothes off? Parentheses. You know. Them. This goes for every male model <laughs> in this building. Yeah, this is, this is a blanket, may I take my clothes off, from every performer you're about to see and all the women when they are can go we consent we consent we consent and then it's okay yeah you got to get a lot of consents i i don't think mcconaughey is uh, worried about that but uh you got to get a lot of consent consents were you disappointed with mcconaughey's final dance i remember like when this movie came out everyone was hyping up mcconaughey's like like his only strip performance that he puts on in the movie and then watching it i was like again this is like 30 seconds of of like of a performance and it's mostly just him humping the air and then that's it and then he does a, a, a somersault and that's the end i just was like i don't know i'm thinking back to like uh hustlers where jennifer lopez does a whole strip performance in that movie and it's phenomenal what did you think of his performance and i gotta watch hustlers is what i'm thinking but uh 
yeah, kind of let down by uh, Matthew McConaughey's tripping. Uh, what else is he going to do? He's playing like a 45-year-old guy. Well, he is a 45-year-old uh, guy. Yeah, who, whose best <laughs> years are behind him. So I wasn't really expecting much. But overall, I was expecting better stripping from everybody. The only person that really puts it on his nuts is uh, Tatum. Yeah, I mean, I wanted more from Kevin Nash. We get one one little taste of a performance from Kevin Nash where he's swinging on a rope, and then he's pretending to beat up guys, and then he grabs a woman's head who's tied up on stage and crushes her skull with his hands, and then it cuts away. As she screams and you hear the crunch, it cuts away. You don't get to see the, the payoff. Yeah, are we going to see the watermelon explode or not? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out in uh, Magic Mike XXL. Double XL. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Mun's in XXL? Probably not. I don't think so. I I I, I don't know who's all in. I. Well, I do know that the kid isn't in it. I do. I did see that when I was looking things up. That I don't think he's in the next one. So that's fine. He Thank sucks. God. I hope he. I hope they. I hope the movie opens with like, oh, by the way, the kid died of a pill overdose in between movies. I'd go great. Goodbye to you. I, I hope your sister's okay. You know, she's in love with Channing Tatum. I thought her sister, which uh, ends up being the love interest for uh, Channing Tatum, oh. uh, kind of sucked. She's very wooden. And uh, not a very exciting um, love interest for oh, me. No, I felt the opposite. I quite liked the I liked the dynamic that her and Channing Tatum had, where they were always playfully bickering with each other. And even though she was in a relationship, she was constantly flirting with him, and he was constantly flirting with her. And it was just like undeniable the chemistry that they had. I thought I liked them together better than him and Olivia Munn together. I wanted Tatum to uh, be Mun the whole time. <laughs> I I didn't think this, the sister was. This episode is going to have so much censoring in it. It's going to be obscene. Well, you can't make an episode about Magic Mike and not mention the exactly. You can't make an episode about the <laughs> cock rocking kings of Tampa and not censor a lot of words in it. I I just really didn't like the sister whatsoever. I I get why Channing Tatum's uh, totally interested in her. She's like a normal. She's outside <laughs> his world, and he he is longing for an escape, whether he knows it or not at the beginning. I do like that the first time they meet him and the kid come home. I think I think it's after the kid's like first night being a stripper, and they they end up back at like his place, which is a sister's place, and she's like getting ready to go to work, and Channing Tatum's like. Yeah, your brother said something about breakfast. And she's like, I'm not making you breakfast. He's like, I didn't say you were going to make us breakfast. I just said, like, is breakfast a thing? <laughs> like, I want breakfast. How do I get it? And that's a through line throughout the whole movie. The meat cute, if oh, you will. The meat, certainly. <laughs> the you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The meat, the cute, of course. Hey, what did you think of the scene where they were Channing Tatum and the kid go to, uh, the uh, sorority house and then uh, get the crap beat out of them by sorority boys. Well, there is more of them. They seem to be overpowering these, you know, beta cocks at this sorority <laughs> yeah. that are like, 
uh, put in another room while like 50 women uh, yell and scream at these naked men. I mean, 50 girls like they're like 18, 19 years old. They're in they're university students. So they're not that. And like those boys look like boys next to Channing Tatum. They look like little children when they come out and they're like, hey, man, quit hassle. Quit Would you give my girl drugs? And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> Get away from me, little yeah. boy. Yeah, the kid uh, gives, I guess, yeah. pills to one of the girls, but yeah. he should be selling them because he's been fronted a lot of pills to sell. Yeah, $10,000 worth of pills, stupid, dumb, idiot kid. And then he leaves the pills at the party because he gets bottled. <laughs> they have to, like, leave. Yeah, and Channing Tatum only thinks it's, like, 100 pills, like, 1000 bucks. Yeah, no big deal. So he's like, whatever, let's not go back and get those pills. But you should have got those pills. Bottle them. They bottle them. Good lord. That I mean, because they're little boys. They can't. Their weak little arms couldn't do anything else to Channing Tatum and the kids. So they had to use weapons, aka a bottle. Yeah, they're all in their golf shirts and their khakis <laughs> yeah. and their leather belts. Their I boat mean, shoes. Them. Don't yeah. bottle them. Exactly. Take your belt off and teach these boys a lesson that their daddy should have taught them. Yeah, that's kind of a failure of society that we've learned to bottle people before. You whip them with your belt. (laughs) Yeah, start with whipping. So we'll start with talking. And if talking doesn't work, then whip them with your belt. And if that doesn't work, then you can bottle them. Free, free and clear. No shame. Then you take off the label and bottle them. Because the label kind of like gives it a little bit of structure. You got to take that off so it doesn't hurt them as much. Yeah, you don't want to hurt them. You just want to bottle them. (laughs) Yeah. You want to have fun bottling somebody. You don't want to <laughs> bottle somebody and then kill them and then oh go to jail. God. Take off the label. I really expected that like pink-haired girl who gets the kid into drugs to die. I really thought that she was going to OD, especially at near the end when Channing Tatum and the kid and like girls are all doing drugs together and having like drug party. I really thought that she was dead when they like get there and she's like topless in bed. I was like, oh, that's, I guess that's it for her. But then she's fine. Well, that's how sick and twisted Hollywood is nowadays. You always <laughs> expect a shite twist at the end. I was expecting somebody to lose their dick or somebody to OD or, I don't know, somebody to lose like $100,000 worth of pills, not stupid ten grand. Right? Lose, lose, if you're going to lose $10,000 worth of pills, you should lose your dick as well. hundred <laughs> yeah. uh, k just the pills. That's fine. 10k lose your dick yeah lose your dick yeah and then you can't strip anymore or maybe you can strip more i mean they don't ever show their dingers and i don't think part of their performance is showing dingers which again is crazy how wild these women go for them like when you go to like a, a female strip club you're there to see you know the the goods as jeremy piven would say and uh, instead, you go to these male shows, and they're just wearing, like, thongs and stuff. And you're like, well, I mean, what? Go to the beach. It's the same thing. It's no different. You're seeing, the, you know, you're not seeing the goods, as Jeremy Piven would say. Well, they end at the end of the night and say, if you want to see this again, go to the beach next time. <laughs> hey, if you're looking for more of this, meet us at the beach on, meet us at the sandbar on the 4th of July. Well, you're introduced to a lot of butts and boobs and penises. I mean, not full penises. It's kind of shadow or in a pump Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, we're definitely going to see a lot of peen throughout this movie. 
and then you just don't. Yeah, no helicopter, nothing. No, like, flapping it around and tucking it between your legs. If you want to see Peen, you go see the Jackass movies. That's that's just the long and short of it. Well, at least get the puppetry of the penis guys to come in and do, like, a halftime show. <laughs> yeah, they, they warm the crowd up by stretching and pulling and tying their dingers in knots. <laughs> and then and then the yeah. real show begins where they just wear underwear and flop it around a bit. Yeah, very sexual music while they're just like yanking on their stuff. That is that'll get your gear going. <laughs> and by sexual music you of course mean flight of the bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, most- that's the most uh I mean, it gets the testosterone and the estrogen going. Of course, that or uh, Baby Elephant Walk. You know, all the great, great songs to pull your peen to. Oh, yeah. Whiskey in the Jarro. Oh, the Metallica cover. Hell yeah, yeah. brother. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's all that should be playing in these strip joints. I, I will say they nail the music in this movie. The music is mm-hmm. great in this movie. Not only do you get Pony, but you get Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, which as soon as that started, I was like, hell yeah. I, that's a great male stripper song. And you get Feels Like the First Time. Great song. All kinds of great songs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me of the first time I had sex, Bazinga. Zay, it reminds me of the first time I watch Magic Mike. It's 6.30 this morning. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Can we say Bazinga? No. Do we have to give royalties to CBS? I think we have to say Bazinga TM. Uh, Bazinga TM, nah. of course. Oh, because of Young Sheldon. Of course, because of Young Sheldon, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. There must have been a whole buildup to that first Bazinga on that show. Mm, I feel like I've talked about that on another podcast. Never mind. Let's not, let's not go down that route. <laughs> I don't want to repeat yeah, myself. Bazinga's so last year. Right? Yeah, young Sheldon is so last year. Now he's probably old <laughs> Sheldon at this point. What is this, older Sheldon? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, pff, young Sheldon. More like old Sheldon. Got him. <laughs> they probably say that on set, like, all the time, eh? Oh, definitely. Yeah, right in his face. And he just, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help but get older. I'm I'm a growing boy. I keep growing. Bazinga. TM. <laughs> I just like picture the director pulling this poor boy by his scruff and just spitting in his face more like older Sheldon. Yeah, one time <laughs> you I'm were a growing boy. You were young Sheldon. Now you're an old Sheldon. You're an old man what, now. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Stop getting older. Stay young forever. The the trials and tribulations of being a child actor, which didn't come into play during Magic Mike, because there's no child actors. No, they're all legally aged and consenting adults. <laughs> they didn't say that once. Why wouldn't Matthew McConaughey open his show with that? Right. All right, all right, all right. Do we got a house full of consenting legal adults tonight? And everyone goes... Ha, ha 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 and he goes legally i have to ask that so i need you to respond <laughs> Say yes please raise your hands if you're a legally uh, aged consenting adult <laughs> you in the back get out all right all right all right all right uh, does he say that during this movie constantly, all right all right all right constantly saying that every time he's on stage if he's not in the scene but talking in the background all you hear is all right all right all right not a bit either. That's true. He really does that the whole movie. Is that where this is from? 
No, it's from. All uh, right, all right, all right. No, it's from. Uh, uh, I was going to say fear Dazed and confused. It's from fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's from Tasting Confused. <laughs> Good podcasting. Hey, the best podcasting. All right, all right, all right. Can I hear your Matthew McConaughey impression? All right, all right, all right. That's really good. Looks like we got a lot of lawbreakers in the house tonight. Uh, Steve, what did you think of 2012's Magic Mike? Honestly, I really hated it. <laughs> I didn't have a good time watching it. I was expecting this huge, like, crazy performance-style, insane movie and what I got was a character drama that I've seen over and over again. The characters were very cliche, and uh, I guess it was a little nuanced with the kid, like never learning his lesson, never really growing as a person, and just thinking he's all that. But I, I really didn't like it that much. I mean, Chatting Tatum is a star. He was great to watch. It was fun watching watching him hump the ground uh but other than that i i really think i put it on a pedestal of um just this crazy movie and it didn't live up to it but i i'm i'm sure it's what we're gonna get in xxl so i love the franchise obviously obviously uh but <laughs> obviously <laughs> uh, I hate but it. i've only seen one movie i hated it but i love the franchise I love the franchise. I think Soderbergh's brilliant, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, Adam, yeah. what did you think of Magic Mike Below the Waist? I actually quite liked Magic Mike. I thought it was pretty enjoyable and was obviously disappointed with the lack of stripping scenes. There's only, uh, IMDb Trivia says there's only 16 minutes of stripping in this hour and 50 movie, which is just like, what is this ratio? What's happening here? But if nothing else, it gave me the thrill of watching Kevin Nash lumber around on stage, barely able to memorize five consecutive dance moves. And this guy used to wrestle. He had to like memorize moves that could kill a person if they went wrong. And here, he can't even remember which way he's supposed to point his arms in the dance sequences. So for that alone, it made it a very enjoyable experience. Uh, much like you, I'm very much looking forward to Double XL. Uh, I also love the franchise and uh, can't wait to see what kind of goods they got in store for us in the next one. Give me those goods. Hey, are you Jeremy Piven? I love you. I love you. We, we love, love you. you.